Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Hello, faithful listeners. Welcome to the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I'm your host, John, and I'm finally joined for a full show with my favorite soccer announcer, the Nate Morales. Nate, it smells like spring outside, and soccer is literally right around the corner, Um, but so is that one snowfall where we end up getting it right before the spring or in spring and it just ruins it until the summer comes? Yeah, John, it, it does smell like spring and spring smells like thawed dog shit in my neighborhood. So uh, <laughs> br- bring on wet one last blizzard and cover it all up. I don't care. I don't care at all. My spring apparently smells like m- mice in the basement. So uh, <laughs> Gross. March Madness isn't just for basketball friends. We've got some great stuff for you this week. Our last open trial before we cement the roster is almost here, and I'll talk about what that looks like um, for trialists. The team announced another player signing this week, um, which uh, will patrol the midfield, and one I expect to make a very big impact this year. And finally, we have a guest in the house today, one that is not necessarily top of mind when we think of team success, but we've found this person to be a, vi- a vital aspect to keeping the city machine humming. Mm-hmm. Pop the cork. Let's party. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right, John, uh, we've heard the team is conducting its final open trial on March 27th. And although some people um, might think that at this point, our roster is basically 100% set, that is not entirely the case. Uh, the club always maintains that it is exclusively focused on, on local talent and over the years you know you've, you've brought it up a number of times we've found a ton of players who have played large roles in, in the team through that open trial process and you can you can think back to like Max Kent um, who is a rock in the defense and he he got those uh, the all all Mayak and uh, all region honors in college right um, and uh, I think you know there's someone else uh, from the Mayak as well, wasn't there? I can't remember that you got through through the open trial. A guy named Will, a guy named Will Kid. Ah, yes, that's right. Will Kid uh, came. F- we found him through the open tryout. We found Siku Chroma uh, through the open tryout, who who won his time last year uh, and he scored goals with us. And then he just like blew the doors. He took what he learned uh, with Minneapolis City last summer and he blew the doors off his freshman year at Marshalltown College. Those are all the kind of players that we found in the open tryout. So John. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about uh, about what happens in this last open trial. Who else kind of has come out of it? Maybe that I missed, and what you, as a great talent scouting mind, are looking to get out of it. Well, first off, I, I definitely want to say that the the la- the spring trial that we have is usually our most competitive open trial. So we host two a year, and we we take players from both. And Nate, I could go on ac- actually uh, through a, a long list. Of, of folks that um, 
that have, have come to us, um, but without, without giving exact names, but what it looks like to date is we've had um, open tryouts for four years and we've called back 18 players from our open tryouts um, within those four years, and we've locked in 10 to rosters. So this is really a place that we actually do look for talent. And I mean, we've talked about this, you know, in the previous years, but some clubs just host these things as, as a cash grab. And yes, there's a fee attached to our trial and it, and those costs go directly to um, helping us with the facility rental. So it's not that case for us. And, and we really do look for players as, as I noted, Um, but it's specifically what we look for in players um, at these type of trials is, is one that first and foremost has skill. That's kind of a no brainer, right? Um, but we look for a player that elevates not only themselves, but others around them. Um, people think that when you come to a trial, all you need to do is like score a bunch of goals or pull off some cool trick that obviously doesn't hurt. But what we look for are guys that can, that, that are communicating well, maybe orchestrating people around them verbally um, in the run of play, which is really hard to do when you're pit against people you don't know at varying levels of skill. So um, it's good to see these, these the guys that we do pick, um, you know, helping form, you know, positions or taking the initiative to organize people, whether it be before we blow the whistle or after, Um, you know, but, and we basically, I guess I can sum it up by saying we, we look for the mind and not just the ability to play ball. So if you're interested in signing up, spots are filling up fast. Um, you can look for a link to register on mplscity.com, uh, the club Twitter and Facebook accounts. And as Nate mentioned, the trial is Wednesday, March 27th, uh, next week. And time is 9 to 11 p.m. And that is at the West St. Paul Dome. And details on the registration, it's $75. All players receive a shirt and two match tickets as well. So Get to walk away. Get to walk away with a little something. Yeah, yeah, a little something for your trouble, if you will. Uh, this week, John, uh, other big news. We got news of a returner to the murder coming back to Minneapolis City, uh, and that is center midfielder Aiden O'Driscoll. If you'll remember, he was a staple of the U23 squad, but he made some choice appearances uh, with the NPSL squad. Some real crucial ones. Yeah, yeah, and he really put in that work last year. Uh, throughout the summer to put himself into consideration for a more permanent role with the team. And then he went, went to school uh, for the fall. And after a lot of hard work, here he is uh, announced as a full-fledged member of the NPSL squad. John, uh, if you could, please give us a little history on Aiden O'Driscoll. Uh, so Aiden, as far as City's concerned, played four games with the NPSL team, logging um, just over 130 minutes. Uh, did not score or assist or pick up a card, so he still has some room to improve there. Um, hopefully, on the former, not the latter of that list. Um, uh, I'm really pleased to to make this announcement, Nate. Two years ago, Aiden came to us as a a very polished player who, at the time, was trying to break the squad in an area which was a position of strength for us at the time. And so, we really didn't have a place for him. And I knew he was a guy that I wanted, but I just couldn't take him out of a situation where he needed to get minutes in the summer to be ready for school, where he probably would just train with us twice a week and then sit um, and, and not really get any playing time. So we let him go and we let him go with the caveat of 
It's a no for now, and this is why. And stay with us because I will continue to monitor you, and I did. Um, and then we fast forward one year after that, and he makes a giant leap in college um, and then was on the fringes of making our MPSL team. But um, we had the inception of our U23 squad, and it was actually perfect because he was one of the key guys that uh, was the foundation of that team that we actually built around. Um and it allowed him the ability to move up as needed. And it worked out just that way. And he took, you know, the, the minutes that he got with it within the MPSL definitely did not show that he was out of place at all. And, and really, um, really did contribute to, to some crucial games. I mean, if you, if you think about the games uh, away at med city uh, when we were shorthanded um, the, um, the, the twin stars game away, and the Twin Stars game at home, as well as the um, the the final game against VSLT at home as well. So th- those are four really big games. Yeah, that, that yeah. He- John, those are those are like those aren't cakewalk games, right? Those are like you said, those are big games that we needed contributors for. Whether it was because we were shorthanded, uh, whether it was because we were still in the hunt for for undefeated and for first place, and not only that, those are against teams that played us traditionally incredibly physically, especially Twin Stars. Um, even VSLT in that last game to save some pride. So, uh, you know, hats off to this guy for coming back and being able to contribute in some real physical situations. Well, absolutely. And I think that the the difference maker between the first year he came to us was physically. I mean, he's he's a tall, lanky kid, and he um, he wasn't quite uh, matured from like a muscle building perspective um, after his sophomore year in college. And he really worked on that. And I think that how difficult. Um, and physical our um, our division is um, just with that in mind it, he, it would not have been a good summer for him um, from a learning perspective but but then you fast forward to last year again and he played in probably he played in four of our most physical games and and performed so basically after he was with us, he he took what he learned back to his final year at Luther College um, and kind of blew the doors off, being named team and conference offensive player of the year while picking up pretty much every conference honor along the way and regional honor along the way into being named uh, Division Three All-American. So he's he's about as smooth as they come uh, on the ball, very much like a Martin Brown Jr. type who just effortlessly plays the game of soccer and you're wondering like, are they trying hard? They don't need to because their, their soccer IQ is, is so a plus. Um, and he's a fantastic kid. He's got a great attitude. Um, so I, I'm really super happy to have him back. I think he's going to be uh, a, a real key member for us. And I'm glad we can, we can create a spot for him um, and, and that he definitely earned last year, man, excited to have him back and excited to see how this midfield is shaping up. Yeah, absolutely. And we have so much more to come, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> we are pleased to welcome this week's guest who Nate mentioned earlier is one that is crucial to our machine, but many may not know him outside of us that are more in-house. Uh, with that said, we welcome Minneapolis City head trainer, Mr. David Bloomquist. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So since folks don't know much about you, how about you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and maybe your decision um, uh, to pursue sports medicine and athletic training as a vocation? Sure. So um like John mentioned, I'm David Bloomquist. I'm the head athletic trainer for the club, so I kind of oversee 
all the different medical aspects for the players from rehab, injury prevention stuff, doing warm up um, before training sessions, kind of everything that you would think of on the performance side. Um, and kind of how I got into sports medicine, I was an athlete growing up, kind of was always around sports and knew I wanted to do something within the medical field. Um, and I actually wasn't ever exposed to athletic training until I was in college working with our athletic trainers at Concordia Moorhead. Um, so originally going to college, I thought PT was going to be the route that I was going to go just because that was all the exposure that I had. Um, but then with my exposure to the athletic trainers in college, I figured that that was a better fit for me than PT just because you're basically guaranteed to be around athletics and working with that population. Um, so from Concordia, I went to St. Scholastica, um, got my master's in athletic training from there. And then it's just kind of been a, a whirlwind from there. So I started off at St. John's university working with the soccer, men's basketball and track and field programs. And then from there, was lucky enough to get brought on with Minnesota United. So I was with them 2014, 2015, 2016. Um, and then my wife and I had a little one at home. So when they were moving to MLS, we decided it was a good time for me to, to step away from, from that lifestyle. And so took on a different role within Twin Cities Orthopedics, which allows me to work with you guys. So David, how did you get in? I mean, did you play soccer as a as a kid in high school or, or in college? How did you get into it? I played rec, um, but I grew up in super small town Minnesota. Um, I'm from Spicer. Oh, spicy. So we, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that is, I'll be honest. <laughs> so it's about two hours straight west of the Twin Cities. Um, if you know where Wilmer is, that's kind of the next biggest town. Out there. Um, but yeah, essentially our town, we had... I think 1,200 people lived in Spicer when I went off to college, um, graduated with 120. And yeah, back then soccer just wasn't a thing. I've always loved the game. I've always loved watching it. If we had it as a sport, I definitely would have played, but it just unfortunately wasn't an option growing up. Huh. Okay. So you, you mentioned briefly that you've trained other sports um, and that you, you were a fan of the game, but, what specifically now that you're immersed in soccer um, really kind of bit you to, to really want to continue it at, um, as much as you have? Yeah. I mean, soccer's so unique compared to so many other sports. Cause it's, I mean, definitely an endurance sport. You're going 90 minutes if you're playing the full game um, plus stoppage time. So you've got to have the endurance piece. You also have to have the explosive power to sprint, shoot, you know, um, go in the air challenge for a header. Um, there's so it's, it's so unique because it melds so many different aspects of sports, um, if that makes sense. So diving a little bit deeper into your soccer experience, then give us a little rundown of your work that you've done in the game. Um, you know, maybe a bit more with what you did with Minnesota United and what was that, what that was like. And then kind of how you you continue to work in soccer um, currently outside of what you do with Minneapolis city. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, my experience with Minnesota United was awesome. I was there for three seasons. Um, so my first two years, 2014, 2015, I was an assistant athletic trainer with the first team. Um, 
with Yoshiono as our head athletic trainer. Um, so I was assistant with the first team, kind of helped with all their day-to-day stuff, all their game day. Um, and then I was also the head athletic trainer for the reserve team, which they played NPSL 2014, 2015, and then PLA in 2016. Um, so I was with the reserve team all three years as the head. And then my, my last year with United Yoshi ended up, um, leaving for a different opportunity. And I was able to step in as the head athletic trainer for the most of the 2016 season, um, which was great. I mean, it was, it was a good experience. Um, but I think part of that led to some of the, some of the burnout with a a newborn at home. Um, (laughs) Right. I can imagine. Yeah. And so when they were making their transition to MLS, you know, it was a, it was a tough choice. Um, but ultimately, ultimately it came down to the family and we decided it would be a better fit for me to transition into what I'm currently doing with TCO, um, and be home more. And it's been great. So my current role within TCO, so I kind of went from collegiate to professional and then kind of took a step back and now, now my role is really focused on youth soccer. So we've got partnerships with, I think we're at eight different clubs throughout the Metro um, on the youth level that we support both medically, financially. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been great to be able to give back to to the youth side of the game too. And being able to be a resource for those families and the different clubs that we work with. So David, what does a, what does like a typical day look like a work day look like for you at, at TCO? Is it kind of the same thing every day or what's the situation? there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. The, the nice thing about athletic training is there's not really a typical day. Um, you never quite know what to expect. So there are some days where I'm in the office pretty much all day. Um, you know, answering emails, jumping on phone calls or being in meetings with different people. Um, there's a few days a week where I'm, I'm physically at some of our club partners um, doing like free injury evals for kids that might have something nagging that's going on. Or if somebody picks up an injury over the weekend, they can come in and chat with me and I can help kind of guide them to what their next best steps are. Um and then obviously we've got Minneapolis city training two nights a week when they're in season. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what the week typically looks like. And then weekends, I mean, every once in a while I'll get a weekend free, which is great. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time we've got, you know, either games or tournaments or different events that are happening that, that we support. So as we, you know, as you're, you know, you're working with youth clubs, you know, in this new role that you took on after you worked with United, how did you get stuck working with us? I wouldn't say I got stuck working with you guys <laughs> by any means. No. Um, so I, I know a handful of the guys from when they played with the um, United reserves. And I mean, when they transitioned to being with you guys, I would still get, you know, text messages or phone calls with different injuries that were going on. And I missed being around the game. So I thought what better fit than kind of working with guys that I already know and are playing at a higher level to kind of get my fix for being on the sideline, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Most fans are only going to see you really when, when a player goes down 
in game. Um, and, and you have to, you're, you're the guy that runs on the field to check on him, make sure he's got what he, what he's okay. So besides those in game duties, I think it's really the preventative work that's, that keeps the team going, keeps the guys healthy. Can you talk a little bit about, um, about what that preventative work looks like, what you do week in and week out and how that helps the team to, to succeed and perform at a high level? Yeah. So last year with my first year, um, we definitely, I definitely could have done better on the prevention piece. We had kind of a rash of muscular injuries as you guys probably all remember from last year. Um, Yeah. Lots of hamstrings, lots of groin strains. So this year, my focus has been a lot on our warmups, incorporating some more strengthening activities, some more, you know, tasks that are focused on the lower extremity and geared at preventing injuries. Um, And then in addition to that, I have, a program that I put together that I sent out to all the guys during the preseason saying, you know, Hey, these are the key things that I need you guys working on so we can avoid what happened last year. Um, But for the most part, I mean, the research that's out there all talks very highly of just incorporating your prevention strategies into your warm up, And it's something that guys are doing every day anyways. So it, it makes most sense to do it there. That's that's good. Uh, so, like, if if you're not gonna reveal any trade secrets, um, or if I could get you to talk a little bit about like what are those kind of things that you're talking about that keep keep uh, that you're talking about with the lower body that keep guys healthy, keep guys stretched out, keep guys loose to keep these uh, these hamstring injuries from from becoming a recurring issue this year. No, I mean, there's there's definitely research out there that supports prevention being effective, um, especially for muscular injuries. Um, there's actually been a lot of good stuff that's come out recently, specifically with hamstrings and groins, which are the two things that we suffered a lot with last year. Um, and I'm pretty fortunate. We've got a group of physical therapists and the team docs that I worked with with United are still around a lot. Um, so I've got them as resources to help kind of develop these programs and bounce ideas off of and they a lot of times will send me stuff too that that's really good information um and i mean part of the battle too is you know the guys are coming back from college they might not have been playing in a while we don't really know what their fitness levels are um and then the npsl game schedule is so compact that that kind of just adds another unique challenge to working with with city yeah, totally. So time to kiss some ass. Um, you've been involved in a lot of teams in your past. What do you like about the setup that we have here at uh, at Minneapolis City uh, <laughs> compared to other teams you've been with? I mean, it's just, it's such a great group of guys. I mean, my first training session, like, <laughs> it felt like, well, a, we'll say training session, not the first time I was there. Um, but like the first actual training session with the guys, like I felt like I was part of it and guys just embraced me and I, at different levels that I've worked with, it hasn't always been like that. So for me, it's just kind of always felt like a home, which is great. Yeah. What John was alluding to was my very first night with the club was one of the, uh, trial periods last year. And I had to send a guy to get, I don't know. I think he ended up getting like 18 stitches in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trial was, by fire. It, it was Kevin Hoof. So it, 
it, it was like literally like we just moved into to playing and he went up for a head ball and just smashed into Ken Love's head. And that, and it was, it was bad. It was, I mean, I, I'm no medical professional, but I, I could see it was pretty, pretty deep. <laughs> so David, I try to get some stuff out of John every once in a while, uh, but he's pretty tight lipped about this, about the, about the team. Um, but seeing that you're there, during during the whole preseason as well how do you feel that things are going at this at this early stage and are you feeling good about where the guys at uh where the guys are at both physically from an in-shape kind of perspective as well as how their soccer is looking so far yeah i mean i'm i'm feeling really good about the season i think through this preseason the guys have looked really sharp um compared to last preseason i feel like the level is a step above where it was at this time last year um and I'm fingers crossed guys are putting in the work that I'm asking of them outside of things. We haven't had any muscle stuff yet, knock on wood. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, from my, from my vantage point, things are, things are rolling and we're looking to have another stellar year. So it would be a total swing and a miss if I didn't ask this, but what's the worst injury you've seen so far in your career? Oh, um, probably. So I, when I was at St. John's, we, I had a guy who was down in the 18 yard box on the far side of the field from where I was at. And there was a big skirmish for the ball. I didn't really see what happened other than one of my guys was down on the field. Um, so I get out to him, ask him what's going on. And he had broken both bones in his lower leg. So when I asked him what was the matter, he picked up his leg and his foot just stayed right where it was. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the grossest one I've seen. Um I mean ACLs are the longest recovery definitely. Um but as far as gross factor that one that one that one's up there. One thing David I think is a I want to get your take on being the uh the head trainer because you deal with this the most is you know that there are teams uh in our in our league that you're guaranteed to to be a, that are guaranteed to be a little more physical um teams that are always going to um be pulling that cheap shit on the field um whether it's dick stomping or crotch biting or or rupturing an appendix with a with an errant uh an errant clearance what are those teams that you know as a as a trainer that you need to get ready for um to make sure that the guys are ready for, and that you're kind of worried about uh, about about some of the some of the injuries that could come out of these games. Yeah, I mean, even even back when I was with United, I think Twin Stars have always been a game that, from a medical standpoint, you always you always worry a little bit just because it's it's always a physical game. Um, and then with you guys, I would probably add Duluth into that mix just just because there's some. There's some animosity there. <laughs> Speaking but. of them, I, I don't know if you remember, but last year their goalie like seemed to go down with like the most gruesome head injury possible. And then you can't, he was like yelling for you to come and take a look at him. Do you remember that? And if you do, like, what did he say to you? Because you basically just like talked to him for two seconds and then told the ref, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Well, so he, if I remember right, he was, uh, is he an English is he an English guy? He's German. German. Um he like as I'm walking on the sideline waiting for the ref to flag me in, he and his teammates are yelling at me to bring him an ice bag. 
Um, <laughs> I'm never going to do for a player that is in the game unless he doesn't plan on continuing the game. So yeah, that was interesting. It's always interesting when players try and yell at you and demand what you do for them. Well, the funny part too is like, did he think that you just like have an ice bag at the ready all the time? <laughs> like you're just gonna, oh, here it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll put this on your uh, on your head. Apparently, because his teammates were all pretty upset when I went out to check on him without an ice bag. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to get a can of that cold spray for next year. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll put, we'll put that in the budget for next year. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we only know we only know we need it for one team when they come. So, <laughs> um, uh, so we we used to put guests through the the now um, defunct Lupian Automotive Speed Round, but with a new season on the brink, we thought we'd try something new. Um, so we're going to play a little game of word association. Are you familiar with word association? I'm sure you I are. Am. Yep. Um, so as we, uh, we, we've actually locked in a sponsor for this, but the ink is not dry. So, so stay tuned on that, um, uh, for more information in the uh, next, uh, uh, upcoming shows. But, um, so David, so David, I'm just going to say a word or a phrase and then you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. We l- make sure everybody, um, has the opportunity to stretch I know for you, probably more important than others, um, you know, if you, or if you need to take a break, get something to drink. Um, but you know, we can dive right in if you want. And I know you're not a, a fan of going into things cold, so. I'm ready. I just took a, <laughs> just took a swig of my Jameson. So. Oh, well, perfect. Perfect. All right. So number one, Minneapolis city. Crows. Diver. Ooh, diver. Um, Jamie Watson. <laughs> Bone bones. Bones. I mean fracture is the first word that comes to mind. Uh summit. Beer. Preparation. Um key. Preparation is key. Sports. For me, every time I hear the word sports, I think medicine. We thought you'd say the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, team. Team chemistry. Soccer. Passion. Tape. Tape. Ooh. I mean, the classic ankle tape is what I go to. Bird. Bird. I gotta say crow again. <laughs> Gross. Gross. But there's not a lot that grosses me out. I'm not a fan of puke. <laughs> I puke. I, I was also considering putting puke down, but uh, I'm I'm glad we finally got there. Um, <laughs> celebration. Marty party. Sandwich. Sandwich. Um. French dip. Doctor. Doctor Mosier. And finally, the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood, Minneapolis City. All right. So you made it through, and I give everyone a grade, and I'm going to give you a solid B. I, I would have given you a, a higher grade, um, but uh, there, there were a couple duplicate answers in there. So I just have to tell it like it is. Um, but no, B is a good score, though. It, it's possible. 
it, it, it puts you in the top half of our leaderboard for the folks who've gone through this. So, uh, so you did good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you so much, David, for joining us on the show this week. We really appreciate it. Um, and considering that you're undefeated with us, uh, we, we really appreciate you coming back and look forward to uh, working with you as part of our club again this year. Perfect. Thanks guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks again to our guest, David Bloomquist of Twin Cities Orthopedics. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. It is Maybach time, my friends. So go to your local watering hole and get some on tap today. Summit, a more meaningful brew since 1986. If giving back to the community means a lot to you, maybe it is time to give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game. Look for us this summer playing with kids in parks and community centers all around the city and consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. Right now is the right time to grab that Minneapolis City membership. It is the best deal in soccer. It is only $80, and your membership will get you a season pass to 10 NPSL home games, all those U23 games, that preseason friendly against Harpo's FC, and any other game that may pop up in the meantime. You also get an exclusive membership scarf. You get two flex tickets that you can share um, with a friend to show your love of Minneapolis City, and a membership card that's going to get you 10% off at the club shop, and deals on Summit at our official game day bar, Palmer's. Plus, plus... You get a vote on important club matters, like selecting the membership board, uh, choosing the scarf design. Sometimes I think it might be kit year coming up next year, uh, so you'd maybe be able to have a voice in choosing the next kit. You just got to visit mplscitysc.com and make it happen. Send us mail. It's easy. Hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can hit the club up at MPLSCitySC. And that is all for this week. Once again, we're going to leave you with our house MC, Miles Stockman Willis, a.k.a. Malaise. I am Nate. That is John. And that was David Bloomquist. Thank you so much. T minus five weeks until we see City in action. And you got hoofed. See, I see the real you. Yeah, boo, I found you. So don't ever frown when loneliness is around you. I'ma show you that someone should crown you, not clown you. But pursue virtue would never hurt you. Critical in distance, touches digital. Biblical, tell death, love is unconditional. Telling us we're a team and not two individuals. For you, I give my spleen, the spiritual and the physical. Loving what is fragile isn't always fixable. But I see what's invisible. See, it affects visuals. Grab my hand, hold it. We gon' think the unthinkable. I promise we will float that our boat's unsinkable. I promise I'ma drown in you. Drown. Let you drown in me. me. Reveal the recipe. You I love to overfeed. I love it. Let's proceed slowly. Not go bad like moldy. Ravioli, rigatoni. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me. Please. Just tell me when you fall. Free. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still. Temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Temptation.
was about to give in, but I'm staying true. If I sin, may I be forgiven for a few. What we got to lose? You just gotta listen. Such a good girl. Just made a bad decision. One, one and done. She looking fine. Nothing missing. But got my hands tied like I'm the villain. Evil only swallows pride. But I'm sometimes kidding. Finger liquor kitty. After be the kittens. Cute shit. Kiss me softer than a baby's grip. New sense of high when she bites her lower lip. If she quit, make my heart skip, then snip When we're together like ice cream mixed with some mint Pepper, shawty had to rescue my respiratory Just wants a man, who's a man, that is mandatory Only without her off the pad, like I never met with Dory Help her write her story, take the qualms out her quarry Girl, I'm free, falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall Girl, I'm free, falling for you Temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Selfie timeless as the rollie. Always be my plus one. Shotty is my bogey. In it for the long haul, not for the trophy. Every day, feeling greater than Tony. Falling for and I think she falling for me too. Falling like two V's, make a double U. Type of dude to build you up and make the rubble move. Type of dude to have my phone out all in front of you. Only cause you got my back. Presence always sets the mood. Never starts any trouble without any proof. No problems if there was, make the puzzle poof. Lap it up. Goofballs, you should see the spoof. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall.